Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 56 of the Formal Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're going to be revisiting last year's rookies. We're going to revisit our consensus rankings and uh, see who we were high on and um, met expectations, who fell short of expectations and who we're still holding, um, reserving judgment on. Um, so, yep, looking forward to breaking that down. And with me, we have, first of all, Chiggs. Hey, hey. And we have Mo. Giddy up. So Mo, is it uh, just over a week away and you'll be in uh, in London? Yes, sir. I'll be, uh, I think at this time next week, I will be in a lounge getting my drink on. And then uh, <laughs> we're boarding a plane to good old London. Hopefully uh, the weather's warming up there. Please tell me so. Because um, it's in the 80s here. We had good weather on Saturday. I hosted a barbecue. Chiggs made it down. He sat in a chair most of the day. Yes. Foot up, people bringing him food, people bringing him drinks. Um, but no, eat milk it while I can. Yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> I think Natasha's fed up of you now, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're looking at last year's rookie class. Um, I, I'm gonna go down our consensus rankings from last year and uh, let's see how we all fared, um, as a consensus and also individually. So, number one was Joe Burrow. He started off really well and, um, you know, unfortunately had that horrific injury. Are you guys still high on Joe Burrow? Are you concerned about his recovery uh, or you think he's still a solid dynasty QB? I'll start with you, Chiggs. Uh, yeah, absolutely no concerns. Um, solid, solid guy. Great, you know, really good performance um, to open the season. They're throwing the ball a lot. Now they've added um, Jamar Chase, you know, obviously his guy at LSU in that incredible season. So you've got Chase and Higgins, Joe Mixon. They added alignment um, in the second round as well. So, yeah, no, I, I expect big things from Joe Burrow again this year. And so they've been great as well, right? So you expect them to be throwing the ball quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. So the our question I was going to ask is, Mo, who would you take in a dynasty format, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert now? Um, I think I'll probably I'll probably stick with the Burrow. Uh, it's, it's it's a close call though. I think I would stick with Burrow. Um, and this this is in hopes that he he comes back 100. percent Really, more or less, it's more about the mental factor. I kind of worry when it comes to injuries, like as devastating as you know as a knee injury there with his ACL, PCL, and MCL. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that he's ahead of schedule kind of gives me a little slight optimism, and they're talking about him starting week one. So um, uh, that, I, th- I think I think I think because of that, I, I want to say he's coming back strong. Um, uh, but it's a close call. I mean, I, I I could I can't argue. You know, if you decide to take Herbert first, I'd be fine with that. And uh, but right now, just because of uh, what he did last year and um, you know breaking all records, or was about to break all records. Um, it, I think I have to take. I have to take him first. But he was about to. But Herbert actually did. Herbert Correct. did break all sorts of records. He got offensive rookie of the year. In fact, didn't he get rookie of the year across all players? I believe That's so. Nice. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So Chiggs, Burrow, or Herbert in dynasty? Um, probably still Joe Burrow for me. But you know, you could argue it either way. But I think Herbert's the one who rose up the board the most, right? So I think you know, one and two, however you put it. Um, mm. Yeah, I like that Burrow still got his same coaching staff. Uh, Herbert's going to have to learn a new playbook. 
He's only really got one reliable receiver. I know, Mo, you're high on Josh Palmer, but, you know, at the moment it's Keenan Allen, and then you've got a bunch of less reliable targets. He's lost Hunter Henry. So I, I think it there's just a bit more stacked against Herbert to repeat what he did last year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think I still t- I'll take Burrow, but it's very close. So we had consensus number two was Tua um, at the Dolphins. How are you How are you feeling about Tua? And Chiggs, I'll ask you, as I know you hold him um, in, in our IDP league. What, what's your thoughts on Tua as a starter in Dynasty? I, for me, he's one of the, the best buy-low candidates I think you can get at the moment. Um, you know, bearing in mind, this guy was being talked about as the number one pick, you know, a couple of years ago. And then obviously Barrow had his season, but... You know, the guy hasn't had an off-season. Um, he came in. He played all right. He, you know, he didn't play amazingly. Um, but I'm going to put that down to um, having a lack of an off-season and, you know, training camp and stuff. Um, he's now got some more weapons. You know, they added Jalen Waddle for him. Um, I like what they're building there in Miami. The only sort of thing that concerns me is there's obviously a lot of talk around them trying to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. I think probably Aaron, Aaron Rodgers or rumours swirling around. And that that's the only thing. I don't think there's any smoke without fire. And that kind of indicates maybe, you know, this is, this is his, this is, his, he needs to deliver, right? I think, I think Miami are now building something where they're going to be probably going, you know, I expect them to make the playoffs and maybe make a run. And they've drafted really well over the last couple of years. Um, so he, he needs to show that he's the franchise QB. Otherwise, you know, he could be going on his, on his way somewhere else. Yeah, just, I mean, I watched a lot of Red Zone, so I can't say I watched the Dolphins exclusively, but just from what I saw of Tua, it, there seemed to be a confidence crisis there last season. And I don't think he was brave enough at times to throw the deeper ball. He would go for the short, underneath, intermediate sort of routes, you know, targeting uh Gasicki got a lot of targets when Tua came in for example a lot of Devontae Parker stuff was short stuff um so there's just a bit of a lack of confidence I felt and uh you'd you'd hope that with a, a good off season uh with you know two good weapons in Waddle and Will Fuller that it encourages him to throw deeper because you know you got two absolute speed merchants now in Fuller and in Waddle, so maybe you'll see a big change. Mo, what are your thoughts on Tua? I'm this. I think it's going to come down to this is make it or break it year. Um, he's got he's got all the tools. Um, he's got all the weapons. Um, so uh, it's it's a wait and see thing. I think I, I think I think Chig said it correctly. Where I think he's a great buy low candidate. Um, if 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 someone's willing to part with him, because I mean if you can get like just you know you you. You you won't have to overpay for him, but you also we also know you can't underpay for him. But like you know, a decent, you know, late first maybe. I think I think that's, I think a late first is very fair for Tua at the at, at the moment. But yeah. yeah, I mean honestly, I'm I'm going to withhold any judgment. Um, I did not like what I saw year one, um, but uh, let's 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 see what he does here after um, after year in the NFL, uh, yeah. comfortable with the plays, and um, he's got some he got, he's got a shiny new weapon, Waddle, my boy Waddle. So you're saying a late first, a late first generally in this year's class, if you've not done your rookie drafts already, equates to Smith or Waddle. 
Let's bring it forward a little bit. Let's say you're at the 108. Would you rather have Mac Jones or Tua? Because I think a late first yeah. seems too cheap. I, I, still, I, think, I, I still think he's got I, middle first value. So oh, I think, yeah. I think late, you're right there, yeah. Late first is too cheap because I tried to make that move in TBC. I think Danny put him on the trade block and offered him the, the 111 for him. And he, he didn't pull the trigger, right? So you're probably looking at the... 106 to 107 in this class, probably. And so that's what Jamar Chase, Najee Harris, Kyle Pitts, depending on who's still there. See, I, I would put him, I would definitely put him ahead of Mac. Um, at the same time, I mean, it's just some people, I mean, you saw Wilson fall. Yeah. And, I, and now I'm kind of pushing, I would maybe go Wilson over Tua. Um, so, uh, I, I mean, it's, I, I think, I, I think the jury is just out on him because I could, I mean, Dolphins were pretty, pretty adamant, or at least the rumors that we heard, they were, they were, they were looking to get uh, um, Watson, mm. and that doesn't really happen often. Um, we just signed when he just drafted and drafted, you know, a quality QB the year before, and the fact that you're looking to trade him. Granted, I mean, Watson's a totally different level, um, but it's just it, it's it's uncertainty I don't like. But at the same time, I guess you have that uncertainty with any any or any or all rookie players. But yeah, I th- I, okay, maybe I misspoke there. I would say maybe maybe a mid mid first. I would say maybe yeah. a late late first plus a, plus something else. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're probably right. Probably a mid first. So I think I think your point there about Zach Wilson that that's probably the the the, the coin flip there, right? You know, if you're gonna pay the one seven one oh eight that kind of level. Um, I mean, I mean, what would you take, Zach Wilson or Tua? Right now, it's tough, man. I think it's a coin flip. It's I think very it's tough. Work. Yeah, you I mean, know, that's... Tua, and and that's purely because you know, I don't. He's got more pedigree, right? It's the co- he's got the college pedigree. That that's that's what does it for me there. I mean, he's obviously in a more stable offense. You know, it's his second season there now. He's had a bit of time to acclimatize. They've got better weapons around him, so I'll still be taking Tua over Zach Wilson. So I think another thing, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm I'm a little biased on this too, but I have yet to see any Alabama QB succeed in the NFL, um, and that's that's one of my biggest concerns uh, with any Alabama QB. That's why I stayed away from Mac Jones. I think I probably stayed away from Tua, um, unless you unless I was going to use him for trade capital. But I've yet to see an Alabama QB, and I think I was I was speaking with like just there's something with Alabama. I mean, I think the Alabama team is just designed for the QB to succeed. And when they get to the NFL level, it's a totally different game, and there, there's, there's a transition, there's difficulty in transition or something. I, I don't know what it is. It's so crazy, right? In the AFC East, for years and years and years, you're used to seeing Tom Brady. Now the most, the veteran in that room is Josh Allen, and then you've got <laughs> Mac Jones, Tua, and Zach Wilson. You know who have um, combined what eight starts between the three of them, and then you've got Josh Allen, who's you know, almost took him to the championship game. So, uh, yeah, it's a hard one. I think I think I have to still go to her slightly, but I do really like Zach Wilson, and I think I'm higher on him than a lot of players. Um, are surprised that he slipped so far in IDP draft. Um, but yeah, let's see. So then, then we get on to a cluster of the four running backs. So we had last year we had Ceh as our consensus three, Jonathan Taylor. Then we had J.K. Dobbins and we had DeAndre Swift. Re-ranking these guys, let's talk about them as a group. Mo, how do you re-rank those four now? 
Uh, we got you said. I mean, I, I think you have to go. Taylor. I will go Taylor C E H. Oh, that's tough, actually. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep my faith in C E H. Taylor C E H. Dobbins and Swift. Ah, so you you have Swift as the fourth of them. Okay. Jigs. Uh, Taylor Swift Dobbins C H. I yeah. think, uh, I, I, I think I, I, Taylor was my number one going into the draft and I took CEH um, at the 103, which I regret now. CEH had like a, a decent season, but, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor was was awesome. I think I saw enough from Swift that he can be that, that three-down PPR running back that... Um, we projected him to be, and obviously the landing spot with the Lions wasn't wasn't great. But now that um, Kerryon Johnson's gone, you know, he's only really got Jamal Williams as competition. Uh, but that that's the thing that I think with him being the Lions, that's, that's the only. Uh, I think talent wise, he's up there. But yeah. um, I, I, they have they have nobody. I mean, you have Goff back there. He's throwing but to. I actually for Swift. But I think, I think Swift. Yeah. There. I think like, Swift is going to eat because of that, because he's going to Jared Goff, you know, check down City with that guy, right? Because um, a lot of his stuff was short, intermediate, um, and a lot of Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. You know, I don't want to completely slam on Goff, but a lot of that came yards after the catch. Uh, you know, because he's found him in space. It's good, good sort of um, offensive coordination by McVeigh and um, whoever his sort of OC was there, but. Uh, yeah, that's well, why I'm high on Swift. I, I, I really look, like Swift. Look at uh, the season that uh, they went to the Super Bowl, right? That was heavily reliant on play action, right? It was Todd Gurley open up the play action. Um, and then obviously he got to the Super Bowl and Gurley, you know, Gurley didn't even start, right? And you saw them just get shut down. I don't think Goff's, you know, I'm not sure Goff will be the starter there next year. How do we feel about Dobbins? Because um, I think the fact that Ingram's gone, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I think I need to be the main guy there, right? Which the only sort of thing that sort of detracts from it slightly is, you know, Lamar's probably going to steal some of the. <laughs> and they've got uh, Gus Edwards as well, right? Who was he'll still yeah. get some work, but you know, Dobbins I think will be pretty solid. My concern with Dobbins is not yards my concern is touchdowns they they seem to give the touchdown or the goal line work to the Gus bus and mark andrews and now they've got rashad bateman so i think i think i know that they're not in the same position but bateman i think is bad for dobbins because it's another sort of red zone target that's going to take away i reckon from what Dobbins gets, and that's why my my order would probably go Taylor, Swift, Dobbins. Uh, sorry, Ceh, and then Dobbins. I think Ceh is another potential buy low candidate, um, just because you know he, he had the injury, he didn't do as well as people predicted, um, and I think with Kansas City investing in their O line and giving more protection to Mahomes, but also that's going to open up running lanes for CEH. So I think CEH is in for a, a, a big sort of year. And I think he's going to be on the cusp of RB1. Um, 
In fact, here's a question, Chiggs. Who would you rather have for this season, CEH or Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, I'll probably still go with um, Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, I own CEH. I, I like him. You know, I, w- I wouldn't sell him unless I've got a mon- monster offer because he has got that upside. Only thing that sort of slightly dampens it is, you know, they signed Jarrett McKinnon as well, um, who, I, who I think will get some work. And they just throw the ball a lot, right? Ultimately, as much as we've looked at, you know, um, Kareem Hunt there before, that was when they had Alex Smith. When you've got Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and Kyrie Kill, you're going to give the ball to, to Mahomes to throw. So that that's the only worry. But I do get your point about, you know, that should hopefully open up running lane second season. Yeah, it, it, it's he's and- a good one low for sure. One th- one thing I still remember from seeing Ceh is that they did actually give him a lot of goal line work. Um, I I know with such a high powered offense, Kelsey got a load of touchdowns, Tyreek Hill got a load of touchdowns, but they did actually try and give Ceh the ball. And I think it was in the AFC Championship game they went to him. Was it that game or another? But they went to him three three times in a row in the red zone, and you know commentators were almost saying, "Why didn't they?" throw it and you got Mahomes and you got this generational QB etc but I think the coaching staff really like CEH and that still counts for a lot so I think he's I think he's gonna have a good year I would actually take CEH over Zeke personally I'm still not sold on uh, what the Cowboys (laughs) are gonna do Um, I am not a fan of Mike McCarthy as the coach I think the game's kind of passed him by a little bit but he's got Dak back so you know could prove me wrong but uh, I just think that was a very uninspired coaching hire um, from from the Cowboys I think I think having Dak back is going to make a big difference to the offense right yeah for sure I mean Dax Dax a key player um, to them Uh, so then we had Justin Herbert I think there's a no denying that I mean Mo you had him at three you were the highest, but Let's would go. you say would you say he's the number two in the last year's class? Oh, easy, yes. Um, basically, well, Burrow, one, one Burrow or two, and Herbert. right? Yeah, yeah, one A, one B. That's the way I'll put it at. Yeah. Um, so I'd agree, Chigs. Any? Um... No, no disagreement, mate. Yeah. So that then takes us to yeah. So I think Herbert. You know, we've discussed him already. That then takes us to three receivers that we had in a row. So we had Jerry Judy, consensus eight, CD Lamb, consensus nine, and we had Henry Ruggs, consensus ten. Oh, you were very high on Ruggs. You had him as your eighth player overall. Jakes, <laughs> you were very low on Ruggs. You had him as your 14th. But then conversely, Jigs, you had Judy as eight, Lamb as nine. So let's say Judy Lamb Ruggs. Uh, we'll start with Judy. What are your thoughts on Jerry Judy for this year, Chiggs? I, I just think it's going to be quarterback dependent. If they, if, if you manage to get Aaron Rodgers in Denver, I can see him having a great year. I think another season with Drew Locke, it's going to be much of the same. You know, I think he had some issues with drops last year. I think he flashed some of the potential of his, you know, his route running, but. I, don't, I can't ever see him being a high-end receiver with with a poor quarterback. 
Yeah, Mo, what are your thoughts on uh, Judy for the year? Um, QP play, man. Um, I'm uh, I, I don't unless unless they get unless they get uh, Watson or you know Rogers. Um, I'm not I'm not going to see much from him. I would I would be staying away from him this year. And I think that's one of the reasons why I had Lamb and Judy um, ranked a little lower below Rugs. I think it's just more of an opportunity thing. And um, I, I just I just don't see much of an opportunity there right now this year with the Broncos until they until they solve that QB situation. Yeah, I think I mean I'm I really do feel Judy's a buy low because oh, there yeah. was a there's a lot of last season. I mean, Cortland Sutton was out for the entire season, so all the focus was on Judy. As a consequence, I think Noah Fant had a, a sneaky good year because a lot of coverage was going on Judy. But I think if you can get all three playing together, it's going to be hard to double up on any one player. So I think Judy's good by low. Now, I don't think, and you know, with Bridgewater a lot, I mean, he's not going to have wide receiver one numbers, but I think he could be um, wide receiver too this year. It's going to be hard because there's a lot of receivers, but what, what do you think someone like Judy would cost? Do you reckon you can get him for around early second in your drafts? See, I, I would be surprised if someone, unless someone really wants to cut bait, yeah, you know, we paid a mid mid first for him last year, You know, somewhere like the 107, 108-ish sort of range. Mm-hmm. To then turn him around and give up a, a, an early first, as an early second, which is what Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore. I don't think he'll get it done. I think I, you, I, need, you need to pay a late first at the bare minimum. I I, I think he's a hold candidate for anyone that owns him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think anyone would try, trade him at this point. For me, I'll be, be trying to make that move for him maybe four or five weeks into the season. You know, if again, if if Locke. Uh, doesn't look good and that's probably the time you might get someone that wants to cut bait Mm. yeah for sure and lamb had a really really good season uh with pretty bad quarterback play i mean who did they have they had uh andy dalton for a while then he went down then they had garrett gilbert was it or something most boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so in spite of all that you know, C.D. Lamb had a very good season. So I'm going to add our next player as well, uh, Cam Akers. I thought he showed up well towards the end of the season. So you've got, of the three receivers we discussed, Lamb was clearly the standout. And I think it'd be hard to argue that he doesn't hold the most value now in Dynasty. So add Lamb, add Akers, and then we've got our four uh, running backs that we discussed. Would you take Lamb or Akers ahead of any of the four running backs? That we discussed. I, I would. I'm taking Akers number two after Taylor. Really? Yes. Um, oh. I actually, the funny thing is, and I kind of kept this close to the vest there all last season. I loved Akers. And I, I kind of said it, but my honestly, that 11 and 12, 11 and 12 pick, I wanted Akers and Rugs. I really didn't have any interest in Rager at the time. Um, and I thought for sure I was going to get him. What I did not expect was a trade. From Danny coming in and sniping me at number ten with Cush, uh, so um, that's I, I loved Acres. I was in love with him beforehand. Um, uh, you know, before he did a Florida State with no offensive line, the way he runs, he runs hard. Um, I, I honestly thought he was 
probably the second best running back after after Taylor, in my opinion. And um, yep, um, that's I, I'm gonna stick to those rankings. I think I think the other guys have more opportunity just because the Rams like that whole committee kind of approach. But um, I think Akers is gonna put up uh, uh, top. T- I mean, uh, I think Taylor's still gonna be uh, above Akers, but I think Akers gonna probably put up the second best run uh, numbers. Uh, unless PPR CEH may take them, but um, I, I'm I'm very bullish on Acres. So in our dynasty league, you think Acres will be the second in our scoring? So half half PPR for RBs and point one point per carry. You think it's going to go Taylor, then Acres, then CEH this year? Is that your? Uh, that is correct. Okay. Chiggs, Lamb, and Akers, how would you rank them amongst the four RBs? Uh, Lamb would be number two behind Jonathan Taylor for me. Um, I think, you know, he's shown me enough in year one that, you know, love the talent, wasn't a massive fan of the situation, but, you know, they can support um, Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. You know, he he basically took over from Michael Gallup. pretty much immediately. And I can see him being the number one there. Dak's gonna sign. For me, you know, he he's in the he's in the, he's a wide receiver one in a dynasty startup, you know. Um yeah. so yeah, he's super valuable. I think only Jonathan Taylor's really got, you know, would cost you more for me to to get. Uh Cam Akers he probably sits there with CEH for me. Um Think he did really well. Just not a, still not a fan of the offensive line there. Um, they do employ a bit of a committee, so Daryl Henderson's not going anywhere. Um, so I think it just caps his upside a bit. So I can see him being a very solid running back too. Um, you know, which which is great for your team. So but who think- who would you rather have for this season then? Um, Acres. Swift, Dobbins, just rank those three for this season. This season, Swift, Dobbins, Acres. Ah, so you think Dobbins ahead of Acres still? Yeah, I, I think I think Dobbins is is going to get his shot. I think their offense is going to be better than it was last year. I think they had a bit of a, a down year. Yeah. Um, so I can see that the touchdowns going up. I can see Dobbins getting more carries, more points. Um, so with, yeah. with with Paul missing on this episode, I'm going to play the role of broker. It sounds like a fab bet between you and Mo. I, I think I think so. Dobbins um, versus Acres here. Uh, I'll I'll take that bet to to a fifty bet. Yeah. So so I'm taking Dobbins or. Yeah, um, you've got Dobbins. Mo's no, got Acres. Yep. Well, well, I take Dobbins and Swift. You take Acres. Oh no! Then I think uh, <laughs> it's going to be a no, no, seventy-five no. to fifty. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that bet for seventy-five to fifty. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, okay, twenty-five to fifty, two to one. Yeah. Okay, that works. I'll give you two players, and I'll take Acres. Yeah, cool. Let's, okay. let's, let's, let's just keep it simple. No minimum games. No nothing. Yeah, fine. Just who finishes higher? You know, when we look at the end of season stats. I like it. I like it, sir. First fab bet of the year. Stuff. So I've just seen Acres has sprained his MCL. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
That would be heartbreaking. Right. So then we then we get into uh, another round of wide receivers. So Acres was just sort of a. Uh, propelled he's in a wide receiver sandwich there almost then we had uh, Jalen Rager Justin Jefferson Denzel Mims T Higgins and Brandon Ayuk before we get to our next running back so um Mo I'll start you off with Rager they've added Devonta Smith a lot of inconsistent QB play there Carson Wentz going down Herbert sorry just uh, Jalen Hurts came in kind of did well but Rager really didn't do anything you know if, if anything it was the likes of Fulgham, Goddard etc how are you feeling on Rager this year? in fact how are you feeling on that Eagles offense because you've got Rager and Miles Sanders correct um I'm I'm bullish on Miles Sanders Rager um he he was injured last year you had that whole QB and and coach controversy there and they you know um I think if you look at the numbers of Rhaegar when Hertz came in, they did they did take a little bit of a, of a jump. Um, I, I think having Smith may actually increase his value because, you know, they, they like you said, they had no wide receivers. And Rhaegar is still quite talented. Um, and I think that might, um, I, think, I think you're going to see, you're going to see, I think you're going to see just having open looks. You're not going to have the number one corner covering him. And I think he may actually, he may actually do well this year. Um, at least that's that's my hope. Um, it, it's it's going to kind of rest in Jalen Hurts, really, because I'm not really sold on him as a QB. But uh, if he if he if he can get the ball to him, I'm and I'm quite sure they worked out in the off season, try to build some chemistry. I'm uh, I, I, this is I think he's I think he's a prime candidate where you want to buy low, which I think you did in one of the leagues, if I'm not mistaken, Amir. He's he's uh, definitely the prime candidate to buy low at the moment. I still kind of regret that trade because I gave up Kenneth Murray who will still be the starting middle linebacker at the Chargers. Chargers. Um, and in our league, I think that's more valuable. But I was so loaded at linebacker, so that's why I took a punt on Rager. It was more of a punt because I traded for Blake Martinez. I've got Darius Leonard. Uh, I've got AJ Johnson. I've got Okariki, KJ Wright. So um, that's why I kind of made that move. But now looking back, I should have maybe kept Kenneth Murray, but I've addressed that by then taking three linebackers in this draft, that draft. Gotcha. Now, which will which will sort of break down in in a future episode. Uh, so okay, that's Rager. Justin Jefferson. How does he rank amongst Lamb and the uh, receivers? So I think you consensus was kind of that it goes Taylor, then Lamb, then you've got your so you Mo, you've got Acres and. Chiggs, I think you had Swift there. How do you um, rate Jefferson into that mix then? So Jefferson goes in. He's basically there with CD Lamb for me. Yeah, I think he jumps. He jumps them all just because of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Probably goes Taylor, Jefferson, Lamb. But, yeah. yeah, and I, I think it's. I think Jefferson is closer to Taylor than he is to Lamb personally yeah you probably are i think i think it's the opportunity thing you know he, he absolutely balled out in his, his rookie year right it's um and you know feel feelings on the other side is getting on i think, I think the only thing that worries me slightly there is is kirk cousins still going to be the quarterback you know next year what happens there but that, that's anything but yeah he, he showed me enough in year one that yeah, this, this guy's a stud 
Denzel Mims is a player who's not been mentioned much. I know he was injured for a lot of last season, so kind of understand <clears throat> why that is. But a lot's changed in New Jersey, uh, well, New York Jets, I should say, since um, since last season. They've added Corey Davis. They've drafted Elijah Moore. You've still got Jameson Crowder at the moment. So what do you think the future holds for Denzel Mims? I'll start with you, Mo. Uh, um. I, I wasn't sold on him last year. I think I had him ranked. Um, it looks like I guess a pretty general consensus there, right where he was. Um, I think he had the opportunity there last year. This year, you know, they brought in Corey Davis, and um, didn't they? And they got more in the slot. Elijah Moore, yeah. I think he may end up as running a wide receiver three. So I think honestly, I mean, you have you know. You know, Gase is gone, so everyone thrives when Gase leaves. So I think I th- he'll definitely do better than last year. However, um, I think he'll he'll probably end up being wide receiver three on that team. You also have Herndon there too. Um, I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I I think I think he should be he should be going later than where he went last year. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Jigs, what are your thoughts on Mims? Um, I think yeah, he's gone. The talent, I think that the offense will improve. But as you say, they've added Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Um, so, yeah, Mo put it there, right? He, 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 had the, he, had, he was the only guy really there last year. I think they added competition. I, I just don't think he's got that upside now um, with the other guys around him. But, you know, again, I think he can be a solid wide receiver three for your team. Mm. Maybe wide receiver two upside. Um, if you can get him for like a, a mid to late second, I'll be doing that. I'll be taking that. And then T Higgins, I mean, he he had a really good rookie season last year, and you know, I think would have been cost pre-draft would have probably been almost two firsts, I reckon. But now with Jamar Chase, I think that's hurt his value a lot. But how are you feeling on T Higgins for this year? Because with two with having Team, mate. Well, I mean, in that range, maybe too late first, you know, but um, but pre Jamar Chase, I reckon, because I don't think a first would have got it done. Maybe a first and a second would have got it done. I think now you're back to that range where you're probably, you know, saying some uh, like a mid to late first says that, okay, you can have uh, Javonta Williams, I'll take T Higgins. It's probably that kind of range, I feel, because he did still ball out. And he's got Burrow coming back. They're a team that throws 30-plus times a game. So there's definitely targets to be shared around. But I think people are forgetting Tyler Boyd is a very, very good slot receiver. Um, but that, that's that's why I'm finding it hard to value somebody like a T. Higgins. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on Higgins with um, with Chase in the mix as well now? I think it hurts him a little bit, but... I still think he's he's good enough. You know, I loved him pre-draft last year, and we said you know pairing him up with Burrow. I think him and Chase are the, the you know him, Chase, and Burrow are the three guys long term that they're gonna they're gonna roll with, right? Um, so I still think I still think he's gonna have a good season. I still think he'll finish as a wide receiver too. Mo, what are your thoughts on uh, Higgins? Um. I, I'm probably same consent, same on the same line there. I think I, I don't know if he'll end up with wide receiver two this year just because Boyd is still there. 
Um, I think once Boyd's gone, which could be possibly next year, um, they're not. Yeah, like Chig said, I think long term, I think Higgins and Chase can be the two wide receivers there, and it's it's going to be you know, um, that I mean they have no defense. They're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit, so I think both both can thrive in that offense. Yeah, and then that takes me into the next player, a team that most definitely does have a good defense. It's the 49ers. Uh, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo on the center for now, but that could quite soon be Trey Lance. Uh, we're talking about Brandon Ayuk. Um, that could be an exciting offense uh, with, obviously, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and then the classic running back by committee they have, whether it's Mostert, whether it's Jeff Wilson, whether it's Trey Sermon, who knows, but... How are you feeling? And Chiggs, I suppose you're as apt to ask as anyone, being a <coughs> sniper, <somebody laughs> being somebody who holds Ayuk. What are your What are your thoughts on Ayuk for the season? With, let's say, a healthy offense for the 49ers? Uh, first, I'd say thank you to Mo for um, for his recommendation on Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> he was great, great in my team. Um, I love the player. I think with Trey Lance hopefully taking over at some point. And also, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy G at the start of the season is going to be an upgrade on what they had last year. Um, you have to get Debo and Kittle back. I still, I still think he'll, he'll do well. I think he's, he's a playmaker. I don't think he's going to be giving you those consistent week on week numbers that maybe he was giving you in that stretch last year. But um, again, you know, a, a solid piece for your team. I think, uh, again, a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. So they were back-to-back last year. Who would you rather have now and ask you, Mo, Higgins or Ayuk? Um, based on based on talent, I prefer Ayuk. Based on landing spot, though, I prefer Higgins. So that's a tough one. Yeah, because it's, it's quite a, an interesting comparison. Both got you know, three sort of receiving talent. I mean, with Kittle, is practically a receiver. Uh, both got exciting young QBs, or will have soon, with Trey Lance and Joe Burrow. So it's an interesting comparison. Chiggs, Ayuk or Higgins for you? It's going to be Higgins for me, and that's purely because I know what Joe Burrow is about. Um, you know, their, their defense is terrible, so they are going to be throwing the ball. The 49ers, I think, are still going to be um, run, you know, they're going to rely on their defense, great defense, rely on that, run the ball, and then Trey Lance, you know, how, how he's going to be in terms of throwing versus running, you know, sort of dual threat. Yeah, I'm going to take the known quantity in T Higgins with, you know, that, that quarterback and what they do. Yeah. So then we get on to uh, <laughs> arguably the well, the bust uh, of of the players we've talked about, well, others as well, but Keyshawn Vaughn, um, they've re-signed Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Uh, they've brought the band back, as they're saying, in Tampa Bay. Uh, Chiggs, what are your thoughts on... Uh, you were the highest on Keyshawn Vaughn last season. What are your thoughts now? Yeah, that was a bit of a swing and a miss. Um, but, you know, the, the, re- the reason I gave it right was I, d- I don't rate Ronald Jones. I still don't even, you know, he had a, he had a solid year last year, but, you know, they brought in Fournette. So that obviously tells you they're, they're not sold on him. Um, yeah, uh, for me, Keyshawn Vaughan's one of those guys now where 
if you can pick him up for a, for a third or fourth round, you, you just hope him on the upside that, you know, it was first season, he was learning it. Fournette, they've only just re-signed, I think, for another one-year deal. So it's not as if they're committed to him. It's a, it's a lottery ticket, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely wouldn't be paying. The, I think I had him ranked at the back end of the first last year. Did I? Yeah, you had him at 12 last season. Yeah, it's purely for the upside, right? Um, yeah, so missed on that for sure. Mo, any uh, hope for Keyshawn Vaughan for you? No, nope, I think I think uh, Chig summarizes the best. Uh, I think he's a lottery ticket. If um, if you can get him for cheap this year, maybe hold him. Um, uh, you may see something next year once uh, Fournette's gone and Rojo might be gone too. So, but then at the same time, I think that whole team may be dismantled after Brady yeah. leaves. So, you know, um, he, but yeah, he, he reminds me a bit of what Ronald Jones was a couple of years ago, right? I mean, he got bumped off draft boards when I think when he landed at Tampa Bay. Um, had a really poor first season, even second season, I think it was. And it was only last year he kind of got it together to a certain extent. Um, that's kind of what I think you're hoping with Keyshawn Vaughan. Yeah. So then we um, have a few receivers. We had Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, Brian Edwards. Uh, let's talk about those three. Um, Pittman, I thought, had a good season under Phil Rivers. Change of quarterback. Carson Wentz um, in now. Uh, Mo, what are your thoughts on Pittman for the season? I love Pittman. I think he's this year's breakout candidate, a prime breakout candidate. Him and actually Chenault both. Um, Pittman's got, a, you know, I think I would, I would like to think an upgrade at QB. We'll see um, how Wentz plays there. He's got, he's got a nice line there, so they'll protect him, give him time. Um, but uh, I think Pittman, uh, and the funny thing is, I don't, I don't believe the, uh, the Colts actually drafted or didn't use any early picks on a wide receiver. So, I th- you know, T.Y.'s there. I, I, I think Pittman may actually surpass him and be the wide receiver one on that team this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super bullish. He's my breakout candidate of the year. Okay. Jigs? Yeah, absolutely love Michael Pittman. Um, I think I traded up for something to take him last year um, in, in the draft. Um, they've got, um, I think, an upgrade at QB. Um, as, as Mo says, I think he's going to be the, the number one guy in that team now. And they've got Paris Campbell as well, hopefully coming back um, in the slot. So I think it's going to be a, a good offense. Um, Taylor Naeem Himes as well. So I think, it's, again, it's a balanced team, balanced offense. And I think Pittman's second season is going to make that sort of next step. Um, next step up, yeah. Um. So, LaVisca Chenault, Mo, you're high on him. I mean, Trevor Lawrence in Urban Meyer as the new coach. Uh, I, I suppose players will be given a chance to prove themselves. Questions have always been there on his durability, but do you think he's a, do you think he's a buy-low candidate at the moment then? Um, if you can. I mean, I don't know if anyone would sell. Um, I don't know what you would get for him. I mean, I still think he's valued at where he was drafted last year. A mid second. Yeah. Um, if you yeah, if you can get if you can give up a late second for Chenault, I th- I think he's a guy you go for. I mean, he's not going to be the first wide receiver there uh, with um, Ch- Shark there. DJ Shark, uh, yeah. But you got you got Trevor coming there, so I mean, I just see tons of upside there. They're going to have a good running game. Um, he's and like you said, I think the biggest red flag I have with Chenault is injury concerns. Outside of that, um, I think you know if if Trevor Lawrence holds up to his 
college pedigree there, and actually, you know, he's the second coming there of I guess you know best rated QB since Andrew Luck. I think he'll 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 do great. Well, don't forget they've got Tim Tebow as well now. So he's <laughs> you know, battling for targets with Tim Tebow. Well, they also find uh, Marvin Jones as well, right? Yeah, Marvin Jones. Yep. So another speedster there. But he's, again, he's always got his durability concerns as well. Old Marvin Jones. Um, then we get on to uh, Brian Edwards. How are we feeling about Brian Edwards for this season? Kind of didn't do much at all last season, him or Henry Ruggs. But how are we feeling about Edwards, Chiggs? I, I, I would love to try and buy my, um, Brian Edwards now. Obviously, I've got him. I'm holding him. Um if I if I've got someone that's you know trade him for a third, even a late second, um, I'll be doing that. Still love the upside there, uh, the talent and the situation. They didn't add anyone in the draft. I know you, you had a lot of injuries last year as well, mm. so contributed to it. So yeah, I, I, I think he's he's got the upside for me to be um, to be the number one wide receiver there. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, uh, he's de- again, a buy-low candidate. Some people might have just completely thrown the towel in on him. Um, so I reckon that's somebody you could, you know, it's a bit of a dart throw uh, for year two, instant production, but I can see value in in uh, Brian Edwards for sure. Uh, next um, one up. They didn't, draft a, they didn't draft a wide receiver, did they? No. Okay, so it's, it's rugs and... Edwards right now. Edwards, yeah. And then, of course, Waller, of course, would be number one. Yeah. Waller. And then they've added Kenyon Drake. So you'd imagine they're going to try and... Mm. I mean, I think that hurts Josh Jacobs, but I think they're going to try and run the ball first and uh, get that play-action game going. And, uh, I mean, if they can, and if... Uh, I saw a stat, or I heard on uh, somewhere, it's actually quite crazy. I think Derek Carr, according to PFF, was the second most accurate on the deep ball last season. So as a percentage, what, what, what did he do? Throw it like four times? No, it was it was a uh, it was quite crazy. So I think they were they're talking about it was another fantasy podcast. They're talking about rugs, and they're saying there's just a bit of um there was drop issues. There's a bit of chemistry issues or they think uh but yeah but i don't know how but they're saying Derek carr according to pff was the second most accurate huh. of all quarterbacks when it came to the deep ball last season so again if they can get rugs and um uh what's his name edwards, edwards. firing uh-huh. you know because they did have to lean heavily heavily on uh waller last season so um yeah again another hold i think if you own him um unless you're ready to throw the towel in uh next up was KJ Hamler. I think KJ Hamler, classic best ball type player. Um someone who's gonna have one or two blow up games. I don't even know how he was this high in our rankings, to be honest. Um then we had Cole Komet. I think Cole Komet's a buy low, uh, with Justin Fields coming in. Uh, you know, we know tight ends don't tend to do much in year one. So um if you can find someone who's ready to throw the towel in on Cole Komet, I think that could be a, a candidate. Mo, any uh, any thoughts on uh, Cole Komet? Uh, no, I, I think I kind of agree with you there. I think, do they still have um, Jimmy Graham? They do, but yeah. he's... Uh... But yeah, I mean, it's 
we discussed this numerous times. I mean, tight ends, you have to give him three years. So, no, if you can get commit for cheap, I think, um, um, I mean, he's he's only got upside there. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts. So, uh, we had him as 24. I mean, I think he'd be uh-huh. a lot, lot, lot higher now. Uh, so, here's a question, actually. And I'll ask you, Chiggs, as you traded him away. Would you rather have a Dobbins or a Jalen Hurts? Uh, Dobbins for me. Um, oh, Dobbins, okay. Yeah, I think uh, the reason the reason I traded Jalen Hurts is he was great. Um, and, you know, this will advocate taking these QBs that back end of the second is that, that, that if they hit, that upside is great. But I'm just not sure I see him as a long-term starter there. I just don't think he's a good enough thrower of the ball, but you know, he could prove me wrong. But I'd rather sort of, you know, I, I know what I'm going to get with J.K. Dobbins. So I'd rather take the security there. And Mo, I think, were you lowest on Dobbins or was it CEH? Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or one of those RBs? <laughs> for my team, I would take uh, Hurts. Well, but not for I'm, your team. <laughs> I'm a QB desperate team. Um, I, I think it'll go based on need. Um uh, I, I I do agree. I think uh, Dobbins is the more safe. It's, it's a safe bet. It's you know what you're getting from him, uh, but Hurts his upside is there, man. I mean he could easily be QB one, you know QB one QB two numbers this year with his running and his you know what he does with his feet. So um, I, I am I, very high on Jalen Hurts this year. Um, yeah, that's a redraft. Right? I think I think in redrafts I'd be taking that bet. So for me, yeah. he's a guy that I would be. Taking late, you know, late in redrafts for that upside. Um, that's why you wait on QB. But yeah, dynasty. What, what do you think about dynasty, though, Amir? Well, just looking at what the Eagles did, right? They traded away Carson Wentz. They, you know, put faith in Hertz and said he's our guy. They only added like a late QB, so there's not. And then they brought in Joe Flacco as um, as the backup. So you know, as much as I like Flacco. I think his best days are far behind him. And I just don't see a threat there. Um, so I think what the team have done is put faith in Hertz. And if that's how you're feeling, I mean, if you still think you can, if I could get Hertz for like a first, I would do that every day. Because he also has that Josh Allen, Lamar upside where if his first first and second read is not there, he's just going to run. Uh, and a lot, and plus the Eagles. I know they've had a change of coaching. It's now Nick Sirianni and not Doug Peterson. But what Hurts offers as a fantasy player, I'm not saying is a top twelve talented QB in the league, but for fantasy purposes, I, I, I'm very high on uh, Jalen Hurts. And as I said if someone's willing to part with him for a first for next year's first, and especially in in both dynasty leagues, barring disaster, both of my first should be late firsts, relatively. So I would happily give that up to acquire someone like a Jalen Hurts, just because of that rushing upside and uh, what the Eagles did uh, to show confidence, I think, in in someone like Jalen Hurts. Okay, so that was Jalen Hurts. He was our consensus 24 I'm now going to do the rest of our players from 25 to 41 as a big cluster, and there's a reason for that. Because I think you quite often, when you're trading picks, when you're looking at who could land in that third, fourth round, people always tend to remember the anomalies rather than the norm. And I just want to try and prove that with the next, 
what is it, 16 players, that there's only really two or three, I think, dynasty were the assets in here. So we had uh, Devin Duvernay, Jordan Love, um, Darrington Evans, Anthony McFarland, Jacob Eason, Chase Claypool at 30. We then had Van Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon, Eno Benjamin, LaMichael P. Ryan, Adam Troutman, Jake from Anthony Gandy-Golden, Lynn Bowden Jr., Ty Johnson at 40. And then the last player we had was Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now, I'm looking at that list. Devin DuVernay could equate to nothing. They've just added Rashad Bateman. Um, he was hardly used. Jordan Love, okay, ben, pending what happens with Aaron Rodgers this season or in the future. He holds dynasty value. Darrington Evans, Anthony McFarland, um, you know, not too sure there. Uh, Eason wasn't really given a chance because they brought in Carson Wentz. Chase Claypool, of course, he was fantastic. Van Jefferson, jury still feels out. Antonio Gibson was fantastic. But you can see that you're talking two or three players. You're talking almost one in ten that's going to hit. That's why I don't like to put too much too much value uh, in that. So uh, I'll start with you, Mo. Looking back at this list, looking at how we had our consensus rankings, I think the players who, you know, hold dynasty value, who are studs versus who are almost throwaway, what, what, what do you think revisiting that is just telling you or um, what do you think the teachable moment from this is? Um, you, I think you have to kind of have to do a little bit. I think you have to do research and just kind of, I think I think when we say dart throw, that's that's exactly it. I mean, I I did have like I think if you look at the rankings, I mean if you actually look at all of our rankings, we actually did fairly well. The one I was totally off about was Gibson, um, but like people like Claypool, I think we ranked fairly decent, and even Troutman for that matter, just being mm-hmm. a tight end premium league. Uh, but the other ones, I mean, yeah, like you said, I think they're essentially a dart throw. Uh, the best thing you could do is do do just watch some tape, do some research, and kind of go with who you might like and where they may fit. Um, one thing I did learn is um, QB QB matters big time. Um, I think uh, you know you look at like Claypool and um, any of these wide receivers for that matter. Um, I think you have to kind of focus on the QB uh, a lot more than you know. We, at least at least put a little emphasis in them because that's one thing I struggled and I didn't really do much of. And I kind of looked at opportunity, but you got you got kind of have to look at the whole team, the offensive coordinators, and all that. And I mean, if you have the time to do that, I think you can definitely win on some of these dart picks. But um, yeah, I think you said it best on that. And one obvious player missing is James Robinson. I mean, he was drafted in our league. In majority of the leagues, I think he was undrafted uh, as well. Jiggs, do you think out of this list, there's players that are still by low candidates that you've still got a bit of hope for? Um, Van Jefferson, you know, you know, I like, I like him. His talent, you know, he showed, he flashed bits and pieces last year. So hopefully, he gets a bit more of an opportunity this year with Josh Reynolds going to Tennessee. Mm. And um, Gerald Everett's left as well. Yeah. So again, more sort of middle of the park targets. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully he's going to be that sort of slot receiver um, there for them. AJ Dillon, maybe. I'm not a massive fan of him, but you know he had a couple of good games last year. Um, one of those, if Aaron Jones goes down, he'll have some upside. Mm. But um, got rid of Jamal Williams, so. Maybe LaMichael P. Ryan, just purely because of opportunity. 
We've got Tevin Coleman and Michael Carter. Yeah. Um, Troutman, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's been our rookie revisit. Uh, quite high opening in a way, looking back at these rankings and uh, what sort of transpired. I just want to end the show by asking, we're in draft mode, we're in uh, in the lead-up to the season. So who are players that you're intrigued by that either you've been making draft offers for or receiving offers for uh, that you think are going to be heavily involved in trades um, this year? Mo, I'll start with you. Is there anyone, anyone like that for you? Uh, I think... Um... I think one of my I, I, I mentioned Mike Davis, but uh, I'm I'm actually looking at running backs right now. So I think Mixon might have a breakout season this year. So if you can get Mixon for a fair value, I think that's. I mean, I I could possibly see him running back number one overall to an extent. Uh, so I think Mixon is one of those I've been kind of inquiring about. I think if you're looking for a filler, I think Mike Davis is is someone you can get for cheap. Um, I, I don't see, you know in a dynasty league you don't you don't see him going beyond first you know this year. As um, I'm pretty sure the Falcons will address that running back situation, but um, if you can get like a fair value on him, I think he'd be a great filler, a gap filler for the year. Mm-hmm. Chigs, any players for you that you've seen, um, either you've had interest in or you've reached out to to try and trade for? I think I think very similar. I think Joe Mixon was one guy that I was trying to buy low on. I think he's definitely got the upside to um, maybe not crack that top five but you know be a, be a solid rb1 um this season mike davis absolutely love love that as a, as a cheap um cheap option um guys i'll be sort of looking at guys like naeem hines jd mckissick you know, catching running backs that you can hope you know you try and acquire them as maybe parts of another trade maybe as a throwaway piece but you know, they'll, they'll be solid sort of bi-week fillers for you. Um, you know, I think both of them finished as um, running back twos last year. So, yeah. I, I actually, in a weird way, I think James Robinson's a buy-low at the moment. Uh, just because you've we've seen it with a lot of teams. We saw it at the Ravens uh, when they had... Um, Ingram and Dobbins. We saw it with um, the Saints when they had Ingram and Kamara. Uh, and I think they're going to try and use Robinson and ETN in that sort of um, capacity. I, I, know, I don't know if ETN training as a receiver is smoke and mirrors, but <laughs> I do think Robinson's not just going to fade into, um, you know, into the... Um, abyss dark, there. Something. Yeah, into the abyss. So I, th- I think James Robinson's an interesting one. And then hot off the sort of news from today, I think Russell Gage might be a good target with a Julio yeah. looking ever increasing, increasingly likely to leave. Now, unless they go go to like two tight end sets with Hurst and Pitts, um, Gage showed last year that he's a ca- capable contributor for fantasy. So I quite like, like the value on Russell oh. Gage if you can get him for cheap. Yeah, I love, I love that call. I think Russell Gage is a great, great yeah, shout. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I said, I another guy, um, well, uh, I really like him. I think I just touched him on him there before, is uh, Josh Reynolds. Oh, you yes. Know, I actually do like Josh Reynolds. You know, um, basically him and AJ Brown 
right at the, the Tennessee. So I think uh, they lost Johnny, they lost Corey Davis. Anthony Ferks goes another guy I really like. I've been making inquiries about. Yeah, yeah Ferks has yeah. good value. Although all that could change if Julio ends up at the Titans. Yeah, which there's some, Yeah, which so, there's so, some uh, rumor about. Because what they don't want is a situation where AJ Brown is just double, triple teamed all the time. I mean, with Derrick Henry, you can't, you know, you have to consider the run game. But I can, I can see a corner and a safety doubling up on AJ Brown a lot, unless they address that and get in another quality receiver. And I just don't think Josh Reynolds is that guy who's going to stop that happening. I just don't think he can be productive enough that they can stop AJ Brown getting double teamed. Um, now, AJ Brown's a monster, so he can still be productive, but I just think they need to try and get in another receiver, almost like how the Cardinals did in getting in like an AJ Green, you know, capable, big-bodied receiver um, that you need to pay attention to. Um, so what are your thoughts on Julio? What do you think his value is in a Superflex league? Would you give up a first to get Julio? You should, you should ask Mo this very question. <laughs> I, I'm... Uh... I'm willing to trade him in uh, in IDP because I, I don't um, – I actually tried to trade him last year, I believe, um, to, to people who are competing. Um, uh, but uh, I don't think I'd talk to you guys, but – and I should have maybe reached out to you guys. But uh, – uh, no, he was injured. That's a problem. Sorry. He was injured, so he wasn't going to get traded. But uh, I would – if I'm in a win-now mode, um, I think a late first, even like a second – you know, later – like a second plus somebody – you know, someone like a throwaway player can do can do can do it. I think for me, I'd feel a lot more comfortable once I know the landing spot. Because oh, uh, correct, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm I'm anticipating. Pa- Patriots are amongst the favorites, and if he's going to the Patriots with Cam Newton, I don't want. I, I don't yeah. want to pay the price for who. Uh, yeah. What about Mac Jones? Um, you know, I think he came out and said he didn't want to go to the Cowboys. I don't know how accurate this was, but I don't want to go to the Cowboys because they're not a contender. I don't see the Patriots as being a contender either. Well, if they do, it's going to be off the back of their defence. You know, they've got Gilmore and Patrick Chung and some of the players back who took the year out for COVID yeah. last yeah. season. Um, so they're still going to have an elite defence. But yeah, you still need a competent quarterback to get you there. Um and it's just hard to trust. I, I like Matt Jones. I think um, he's perfect for that system. He's a low risk, very Kirk Cousins-esque. I think I compared him to Kirk Cousins when we're doing our rookie breakdown. So I think sooner they get Matt Jones in. With Cam Newton, you know there's going to be a lot of RPO. He's going to run the ball a lot. He's going to steal a lot of those goal line touchdowns and stuff and all that, which impacts fantasy for your other players. So yeah, Julio's it is an interesting one to keep an eye out on. Um, you know, arguably all three of us are win now in both the dynasty leagues we're in. But uh, yeah, a lot to keep an eye out on there. Okay, so that was our revisit of the 2020 rookies. Uh, we'll look forward to doing this next year, seeing how the rookies from this year fared. Who's going to be our James Robinson? Who's going to be our Keyshawn Vaughn? this time next year so a lot to uh, look forward to but for now that is episode 56 uh in the bag and that is me signing out mo a giddy up guys and jigs see you folks